Hello, and welcome to another edition of News You Can Use, the podcast brought to you by your good friends at the Global Healthy Living Foundation, by patients, for patients, and their caregivers, to talk about all the news that you can use. I'm Stephen Newmark. I'm Director of Policy here at the Global Healthy Living Foundation, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, Zoe Rothblatt. Hi, Zoe. How are you today? Hi, Stephen. I'm good. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. As a reminder, I'm Zoe Rothblatt, a patient advocate and community outreach manager with the Global Healthy Living Foundation, and we are here to bring the latest news to you. Great. So today we're going to talk about the return of some mask mandates, Los Angeles, St. Louis, as well as new vaccine and testing mandates for government workers uh, in California and New York City have instituted uh, mandates for government workers, the VA. Uh, has instituted it on the federal level, the first federal agency. It's clear that the Delta variant is causing a move backwards, if you will, uh, towards more masks again, more of these mandates. And there's a growing sense uh, that we're seeing around the country that the vaccinated Americans are starting to get fed up with the unvaccinated. You know, I hate to use a term like that, but that's the, that's what it is. Um, we're, you know, those of us who are vaccinated are tired of living in fear when all it takes to continue on the path we were on is just to get more folks vaccinated. Federal judges in Texas and Indiana have given a nod to vaccine requirements. Uh, Last month, a federal district court in Texas dismissed a lawsuit filed by 117 staffers at Houston Methodist Hospital over the hospital system's vaccine mandate for employees. This is a decision that could hint at future wins for hospitals trying to ensure all their workers are protected from the virus. And last week, another federal district court, uh, this one in northern Indiana, upheld Indiana University's vaccination requirements for staff and students. But before we take a deeper dive into things, I wanted to uh, share something that I read in the the Los Angeles Times uh, that helped me think more broadly about uh, about what's happening around the country and in terms of the vaccine hesitant, if you will. Um, Reporter Brittany uh, Mejia went to a pop-up vaccine clinic in Los Angeles to talk to people who were finally getting vaccinated after waiting months into their eligibility to do so. So the people who turned up at this clinic were mainly Latino immigrants. Uh, So not the demographic that has garnered the most attention in the mainstream media discussion when it comes to the vaccine hesitant. And the reasons they gave the reporter about why they waited so long uh, really ran the gamut. They'd, they'd had COVID and assumed that they had continued immunity. They didn't want to or couldn't take time from work. They had general apprehensions about a vaccine without a long testing history. They'd heard some conspiracy theories about women becoming infertile. In some cases, it was a vague mix of one or more of these and just continuing to put it off. Um, apathy, if you will, for lack of a better word. But what jumped out to me is that basically none of the a uh, couple of dozen people who showed up on the day that this reporter was there had any ideological or political uh, rationale for, for refusing the vaccine. In most cases, uh, they were ultimately convincible is what I'm trying to get at. Many people who have heard stories of side effects can be convinced by actual data or reassurance from people in the community that they trust. You know, we can make policy decisions to make it easier on people who don't feel free to miss a day of work. That's an easy one to overcome. You know, these are anecdotes, but they remind us that the challenge to the unvaccinated is not just, you know, the far extreme anti-vaxxers, but folks who are persuadable. Every day people are getting vaccinated still. Um, And I think, you know, I think part of it is trying to figure out what is motivating these folks uh, to finally get to the table and start to uh, bring more folks like them into that. 
Zoe, any, any thoughts about, you know, uh, what we can do or, or in terms of vaccinating more of these folks? Yeah, definitely. Um, something that uh, you, you mentioned um, in this article that really struck me was, you know, trying to just talk and convince people to get vaccinated that um, we've heard a lot of people in, in the community that we serve, which are people who are immunocompromised, that they've really had to talk to their loved ones who are vaccine hesitant and sort of take a step back and say, hey, this is my condition and this is why I'm vulnerable to COVID. And I have myself got vaccinated, but maybe didn't garner a complete response. And and being around people who are vaccinated is, is extra important, extra protective for me. Um, and, you know, that that gives like a, a very logical argument to say, if you're going to be around me, please get vaccinated. A lot of patients anecdotally have told us that it's worked, that that their family members have have, you know, stepped up and got vaccinated. But I think it's hard when you think about it on a general scale and people who may not see the risk as close to them. And, and how do you have these tough conversations without alienating your loved ones and, and really going on the defense and instead of just sitting down and having a conversation. And I think that it's hard when when a lot of these people you mentioned that they're hearing conspiracy theories or thought, you know, they have immunity from COVID and which we have seen people do have immunity and, and the vaccine helps bolster that. But it, it's definitely hard when the messages are changing. And this is not because, you know, we're, we're making it up as we go along. We're learning as we go along. And, and these are decisions that that are really being weighed and reviewed by experts. And it's hard when each of us individually are having to become public health experts. Right, right. And and I think, you know, I think that there's a growing sense as we've seen the rise with the Delta variant. First of all, we had our, um, I don't have the exact numbers, but there was a day la- uh, recently that had the highest um, rate of vaccinations in, in several months. Um, so there's a sense that the Delta variant is actually pushing people to get vaccinated, which is good, but we're also seeing numbers spike in terms of those who are contracting the virus. Um, and, and, you know, there's no doubt that we're moving backwards. Um, rates are rising of the vaccine and that's not good. Um, and I, and I, I think that there's a sense out there. First of all, there's, there's another thing that was very obvious last week, politicians and, uh, certain folks in the media who had been, if not outright anti-vaccine, had been anti-vaccine adjacent at the least, comfortable within the anti-vax movement, if you will, suddenly came out and started to be very pro-vaccine last week. We saw that um, in certain news outlets that had put forth conspiracy theories um, in certain uh, individuals. I'm, I'm purposely avoiding names because I don't. I'm trying to be apolitical, but. Uh, certain folks came out and and said that no, they've always been for the vaccines, and I think that you know it's it was unclear. They all came out almost simultaneously uh, to do this, and it it was very surprising, a very welcome. Um, and you know what motivates something like that has to be that they're hearing on the ground politically that's the wrong side of the that's being anti-vaccine is the wrong side to be on, and I think some of that comes from this sense that what I was saying at the top. At, um, the vaccinated Americans are starting to get fed up with the unvaccinated. Um, you know, what comes through when you look at the demographic data is that, you know, minority communities tend to be more vaccine hesitant than, 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 vac- than vaccine resistant, as I was just talking about. Um, and there's a difference between the hesitant versus the resistant. But it feels like in late spring, it would look like we were, it was basically over. 
that's what it felt like in the United States. Critically, it seemed like the non-vaccinated might be able to, you know, hitch a ride on the rest of the country's uh, vaccinated immunity. Everyone could drop their masks, get back into restaurants, theaters, it would be fine. Uh, well, clearly that didn't pan out as planned. So I think that now that we're going backwards, there's this feeling amongst the vaccine hesitant that, hey, I got to get vaccinated. And amongst those who are vaccinated, like, hey, screw you for taking our country into the wrong way. There's a growing realization that we're going backwards, seeing rates going up, seeing some mask mandates come back because of the non-vaccinated. Um, and there's a frustration. Right. And I would add to that that, you know, a portion of our community doesn't feel like we're going backwards. They've been stuck the whole time. People who are immunocompromised have been wearing masks and have been feeling left behind. And and it really sucks that it takes, you know, everyone in hospitals being overwhelmed to pay attention to the fact that, you know, there's people who are still vulnerable and, and we have to be careful. And I think it's it's important to continue to uplift the voice of people who are vulnerable to say, okay, even if we put the mask back on and get this under control, like there's still people in our community who are doing everything right, but may be vulnerable and have been have been stuck in this backwards for a while. Um, most recently, we did a poll in our patient support program, which said that 81% of people who responded in this survey said that they're avoiding hanging out with friends and family who are unvaccinated because they're concerned about about catching you know the virus, the Delta variant that's so contagious, and they don't know what it will mean for their health. Right, right. So just trying to be a little hopeful, if, if, we, if we can, um, do you think, Zoe, that um, this uh, feeling of exasperation uh, amongst the vaccinated and, and, you know, which is hopefully leading to a push to get more people vaccinated, the Delta variant spurring people to get vaccinated, do you think that perhaps a month from now things will be better, uh, more Americans will be vaccinated? And do you think that we'll start to see a, a real push getting the vaccine hesitant, not the vaccine resistant, we'll put that in a different category, but the vaccine hesitant to get them vaccinated? I think so, especially because here in the U.S. we're on the cusp of the fall and cold weather. And I think that um, people have this lingering concern about what will the winter be like? The flu is coming. Will we go back into a lockdown? I don't think anybody wants that. Um, but also the important thing to remember is that if these people are vaccine hesitant, yes, we want them to get vaccinated, but the masks work and we know that the masks work. So with the CDC this week coming out and saying, you know, we recommend that you wear your mask if you're even if you're vaccinated, but you live in an area that it the, the is very uh, contagious. COVID's going around. You should wear it. I think that you know we have the tools in our kit to stay safe, and we know masks work. We know distancing works, and we know the vaccine works. So there's a lot here um, that can help us be hopeful. Absolutely, and I think another thing, I don't I don't mean this in a morbid way by any means, but one positive, we, and we've discussed this on past recordings, one positive to the Delta variant being so contagious is that, you know, as people contract the Delta variant, they, they are conferred with some form of immunity, thus raising um, the percentage of immunized Americans, which in and of itself, overall, is a positive thing. That's not the way we want to achieve herd immunity. We want to achieve it through vaccinations, but it, it is being perhaps uh, achieved through another means, which is good. And, and and as we've said also, the positive thing with the Delta variant is the mortality rates uh, for, for this variant are not as egregious as with some of the earlier uh, variants, which is, which is a positive thing. Um, but still, very scary. So um, hopefully we're starting to see more folks. I think that, you know, generally there's just 
there just does not seem to be an appetite. It's like, once you let the cat out of the bag with the masks, it's so hard to go back. Um, you know, you mentioned the CDC guidance. Again, that's just guidance. Um, we mentioned LA County and St. Louis had reinstituted some uh, in, indoor masking mandates, but they seem to be the only ones. New York seems to be very resistant to doing anything that's indoors again. You know, there's a political angle to it at all. Of course, the, the restaurant industry is very happy with where things are. The events and entertainment industry is very happy to have money back and, and doesn't want to uh, damage that. So I, I, I just think it's very difficult to get the mask mandates back. And there's no enforcement. Um, you know, there's, there, is, uh, there is a mandate. I believe there's a man, there is a mandate on public transportation in a lot of cities, um, certainly in New York. And, but it's not being followed 100% of the time, and there's nobody to enforce it, frankly. So, you know, it leaves us in a, in a situation where we're hoping a month or two from now, more folks will be vaccinated. You know, hopefully more folks will have gotten the Delta variant and, you know, and been okay, thus at least conferring herd immunity. And hopefully, uh, you know, those of us who are vaccinated and if you're, you know, immunocompromised or in one of the classes that it could be still potentially dangerous to contract COVID, hopefully we're safe and, and don't contract it is all we can hope for at this point, I think. Yeah, and um, let's not forget children as well. I know you're a parent and and many kids are not yet eligible. I think it's just 12 and up and I'm hearing of summer camps shutting down because kids are getting it. So, you know, we also want to help protect um, the youth in in our society. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, you know, all I could say is we'll see where things go. I think it's, um, I think it's, you know, to just to focus on policy for a, for a moment before we sign off, I think it's difficult from the federal standpoint. Um, there's only so much you can do. There are also with President Biden, there are certain things if President Biden says, you know, to drink, drink water, there will be a, a swath of people who will, you know, avoid drinking water because he says so. And when you're dealing with the vaccine resistant, if, if Biden comes out for something, they're going to be against it. So I, I, you could see from the White House that they're very, um, I hate, you know, using the same term again, they're hesitant to come out too forceful, uh, forcefully in favor of um, mask mandates nationally as, um, you know, vaccination mandates man, uh, nationally. I saw, I thought it was a good suggestion. Somebody uh, had suggested that uh, Biden tap uh, George W. Bush to be kind of like a an ambassador or if you will, for vaccinations or something of that nature. Um, um, under his presidency, he actually was very pro public health. He had some uh, uh, positive uh, pu- public health initiatives during his tenure. And um, perhaps he can help convince some of the, uh, the hesitant. I don't know. It's just a thought. Um, and then you're dealing with the local level where things get a little trickier. But anyway, with that, we, we hope for the best in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, and we'll see what next week's news brings. As we've mentioned, the landscape is constantly changing and, you know, we'll be here to uh, break it down for you in a simple way. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you, as always, uh, Zoe, uh, for a great discussion. Um, And you could always find us at 50statenetwork.org. That's 50statenetwork.org or ghlf.org. Thank you, Zoe, again, and um, we'll see everyone soon. Thanks, Stephen. Bye, everybody. Bye.